So we are sitting here on the throne of conviction <laughs> after our last podcast because we uh, we are not. We have to admit that we are not. Uh, I I'll, I'll just talk to myself. There, yeah, do, don't gonna, bring me into this, man. <laughs> I'm not going to bring you down. Come on. <laughs> but um, I have to admit that I I I for most of the time I I just fall back on what's. What's safe, I guess, maybe what's easiest, or I just get so focused in on trying to get the band to sound good that uh, that I don't focus on any of the other stuff. That said, let's get the official stuff out of the way. Oh, wow, here we go. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate better worship in the local church. My name is David, and I'm here with... I'm Kevin... And we are here today to talk some about flow, about uh, being purposeful in our yeah. in our worship time, and not just throwing a bunch of songs together. Uh, just throw one quick thing out there: worshipministrycatalyst.com is where you can go get in touch with us and uh, and find other episodes. You should go check out the last episode, episode thirty-seven. If you haven't, we're going to, we're kind of picking up on what we were talking about there. So, right, you might be a little bit in the dark. Uh, and since we're doing these back to back, literally in the same hour, uh, it will it will probably be a challenge for us to remember what we just said, and what you know. It's all going to flow together for us. So if you it's don't listen flow. to that last podcast, it might be might be some stuff we'll we'll just yeah. assume you have heard. So please go check that out. Episode thirty seven, worshipministrycatalyst.com. dot com. Well, you know, David, you you were saying. You were saying something during the break, you know, and you were, you know, you were saying, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm convicting myself here. And why should I even be? Th- I have no right to talk about this because I'm not doing it. Yeah. And but I mean, the the, the hard thing is and what what I was saying during the break is um, it's hard because there's so many different perceptions. You know, I mean, some people want to just sing, you know, some people want to have those creative things that you were talking about. Some people want the experience. And I think what you said really hit it on the head where um, oftentimes I think as leaders we fall back on what's comfortable, what's familiar, um, and, and to a certain degree what's easy. You know, like, like yeah, it's, it's, easy, it's easy for me to pick songs. Um, that is and, easy. And it, it's hard. Here's my struggle. If I'm being perfectly honest, like my, my struggle is you know, is it is it always a is it a bad thing? I mean, does it necessarily have to be a bad thing to you know to to do music? Um, obviously not. Obviously not. And so it's like, man, where where's that balance between you know keeping things fresh, keeping people engaged, not falling into a rut? I mean, I've been at churches, and I, I'm sure you've seen churches who who you y- you fall into that rut, and you can literally predict with 95 percent accuracy what the ser- what the service is going to look right, like. Exactly. You know, two opening songs, announcements. Prayer, offering, three songs, message, closing song, you know? Yeah, for us, for a long time, it had been two songs, welcome and announcements, two or three songs, dismiss the kids, greet one another, sermon, closing song, we're done. Right. That's what it's been for a long time. And, and I, I, I would venture to guess a lot of churches follow that formula. And, you know, is that necessarily a bad formula? No, I mean I I think it works and something at Laurelwood that we kind of discovered is you know a lot of people 
gave us feedback. Hey, you know, we we like singing. We like having big chunks of time where we sing. Um, you know, and so I started doing like five, six, even seven songs just in a row. Wow. Boom. You know, um, but but now now it's like, all right, wh- where do we go from here? Yeah. Where do we go from here? And what we were talking about the last episode, you know. I mean, you were you were throwing out some big ideas, you know, uh, talking about you know actually underscoring or or doing like almost like a movie composition, you know, mm-hmm. with with things and images and scripture and 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 I think there's some very simple practical things you can do, but but how do you create that flow? You know, how do you? Yeah. Where, yeah, it's like where where do you go and where's that balance? It's. Well, I think the first the first key thing is flow. Yeah. Which the uh, antonym for that would be blockage, <laughs> disjointed, maybe in this in the sense that we're using it, or discombobulated, if you want to use that word. Yes, but, I want to use that word. So uh, one of the things that came out of our year-end review, which who would have thought that we'd talk so much about the year-end review? I know. Here we are. But one of here the we are in June. Came, still yeah, talking. One of the things that came came out of that was a lot of people were were really frustrated with how broken up our worship time felt they they wanted us to stop breaking up the worship time with speaking of some kind and so uh so one of the things i've been trying to get back to is doing is doing a call to worship as just you know like one song or something doing a call to worship that way and then uh then doing welcome and announcements right at right at the very beginning before we get into our bigger worship chunk so that uh so that we're not getting people into the flow of worship and then all of a sudden throwing the brakes on Mm -hmm. and and starting to talk to people about something that's completely unrelated so i'm really starting to think about the placement of announcements a lot more strategically than i had been which i you know i'm one of the i'm maybe a weird guy i think there's there's a certain amount of uh of Christ bodily value that announcements have. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's good for people to hear what's going on and to hear what the body's doing and, and to be able to, to know that, that the youth is doing this and that the men's ministry is doing that. And that I think there's, there's a value there that, that keeps it in people's minds that there's more to, to this church than just what we come and participate in on the weekends communication yeah and so so i think that's healthy however does what what they're saying fit in with the flow and the theme of what worship is centered around see it's interesting you talk about that because one of the things we started doing at laurelwood is we we actually got rid of announcements altogether. um and what what we're doing now instead of announcements cuz here's what typically would happen right so we we'd have like we we'd have maybe a great worship time um and then you know we followed up with hey we need more cookies for the welcome cart so <laughs> if you want to eat cookies when you come here on sunday make sure to bring cookies or else you won't have cookies you know like that that's what it was turning into right where where like everyone and their dog yeah. was was you know was wanting to to plug this or plug that or hey don't forget to mention that you know don't forget to mention that uh that a month and a half from now we're going to have a bridal shower for so and so and and you know so 
so what we started doing at Laurelwood was saying, all right, we're not going to have announcements anymore. What we're going to do is we're going to have intentional body life things where if, if it's applying to our church body, if it's communicating things to, to our church family, um, then we'll start sharing them. And and so that's what we do now. So, you know, Melanie. You, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I was there, the, uh, what what did we call it? The whack. Worship Arts Committee. Or probably do you, did you have that? Do you have that? No. Okay, so we came up with an announcement policy. Ah. Is that around anywhere? Do you still have that anymore? No. Although the church health thing, we kind of come up with our own announcement policy. Yeah, because that was an issue then too. But so we came up with a policy anyway. Well, what was saying. the policy? Well, it was just mainly what you just said. It has right. to it has to pertain to the majority, right? But Whether, but the which, but the point I'm making is that it's a strategic shift. Instead of instead of um, having announcements that say we you know we need everyone to sign up for da 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 da, instead of doing that, you know, actually 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 taking it and saying you know what like this this is a way for our church body to respond you know it's like melanie for example melanie does the children's ministry at my wife melanie does the children's ministry for our church and she was talking about vacation bible school and rather than going up front and saying you know we we still need you know we still need 10 more we still need 10 more helpers and two people for crafts and you know instead of saying that mm-hmm. like she showed a little video about um about this year's vacation bible school and she and afterwards she got up and said you know like this this is a chance for every single person in this church body no matter your skill no matter your gifting no matter how god has wired you every single one of you can can help in some way wh- whether you're praying for the the vacation bible school whether you're actually, you know, participating or whether you're just there to give a kid a hug. This is a chance to reach the kids in our community, to reach the kids in our church and to share the love of Christ. You know, yeah. and, and you say it like that and it's no longer an announcement. Now it's actually something that the church body can can grab a hold of and say, wow, I want to be on board. So the point I'm making is that we've gotten rid of quote unquote announcements like we don't we don't do those things. We need more cookies. Mm-hmm. We need ten people to sign up. We need volunteers for this. Now we do things that are going to actually affect our church body in in, in like the the macro picture, the big picture. Right. Um, and it's, it, it it's been really great because it's it's taken that flow, you know. So so now we actually are hopefully I, I'd like to think now we're actually getting like a real flow for the whole thing where it's not. You know, it's not just uh, songs and then a bunch of announcements. It's, you know, it, it's worship to God through song and worshiping God maybe in responsive action uh, by by serving in some way and then worshiping through the word and, you know. Yeah, what what we do is, is kind of, I mean, our philosophy, I guess, is, is kind of similar. We have, you know, what, what Melanie did, we would call a presentation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and we have we have we save spots twice a month basically for presentations. Oh, you actually have, you actually yeah. have like intentional times. Yeah, and we try not to use any more than that because we don't want every weekend to have a presentation. Sure. But then, so we get like a Matthias has one coming up next weekend about uh, camp and stuff like that, and and we'll do one later in the summer for VBS. And uh, but but those are those are the longer chunks that that we have the people come and it's more to 
to be an inspiring kind of a thing to get people motivated to participate in a good way, not just like hammer them over the head to try and get them involved. But then we we also have announcements that we do, and those are just 20 second, no longer than 20 second, point people to something else to find more information. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do that. Uh, but we also have, we have a pre what I call the pre-service loop, where if you want, if you want more constant uh, attention to be drawn, then, then someone in the ministry that's wanting the attention can make up a slide. We don't make up slides, but someone can make up a slide and submit it to us, and then we'll run that in the pre-service loop. Right. And we're, we actually have started maybe doing that a little bit more in our fellowship time, so it's up there again. Mm. But so, but so we're, we're trying to be strategic about it, and, but the placement of it is still uh, is still what's up for grabs. You know what I mean? Like, where do we put? So when we have a presentation, where do we put that? That's not going to completely throw the brakes on the flow, but see, but then if we put it too far at the beginning, then the people who are doing the presentation get upset because you know ten or fifteen minutes into the service, not <laughs> no, everyone is here no yet. One, no one's here yeah. yet. <laughs> which which is interesting because then that you know, so we don't want to put a presentation here because no one hears it, but it's okay to put worship there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. So what? What are you saying? Yeah, what are we saying about worship? Anyway, but but where do you know that's a good where do we put that? Right. And and how how does it impact the flow? I mean, I yeah. think what we're talking about, David, is is ultimately, you know, what what can we do in a worship service that that's going to be honoring and and inspiring and God-pleasing in every way. And and as we were talking about the last episode, you know, having having creative elements can really enhance that flow and it can actually make it like a, a, a cohesive service. Um, but, but how do we do that effectively, you know? Yeah. Which I, I want to throw something out. I can't remember the monk's name, but he's the monk that talked about washing dishes as worship. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Thank you, monk. Monk, monk Francis. <laughs> but, but he's, you know, he was, he was frustrated because he was being forced to worship through, you know, their worship times. And he didn't necessarily feel like he worshiped the best that way when they were gathered together. He worshiped better when he was washing dishes. And so he, he was kind of credited maybe with some of this idea of doing more than just singing and whatever they were doing as worship, uh, at least in the, in the modern, you know, it's obviously a biblical thing, but, but so I think, and I'll just speak for myself again, but I think it's foolish for me to think that they're, that everyone who comes on the weekend, their best way to worship is through music. Right. I mean, we all connect differently, right? Yeah. And so, so I think then if I, if I really want everybody in a weekend gathering to, to connect with God in community, but still to connect in a way that's meaningful for them and worship, then I, then for me to only have music, to have music as the only opportunity for worship, then I'm, then I'm choosing to leave those people out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm choosing to just ignore their, their, uh, what, you know, their number one worship style or whatever you want to call it, their worship language. Ooh, there's a book. <laughs> the five worship languages. Right. <laughs> 
Man, you're getting ideas. Oh no! Don't 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 steal his ideas. <laughs> but um, but I'm I'm just I'm choosing to ignore their their worship language, if you will, and just right. do what we've deemed to be the most popular one. And I don't think that's right. Like I think, granted, we can't make worship private when it's a corporate worship setting, mm-hmm. and we can't we can't you know try and meet every single person's individual worship needs. But we can try to find some kind of balance where we're meeting a lot of the people where they are at some point. And one of the things that I've said, you know, you can't you can't take anybody anywhere if you don't pick them up. You know, people can't ride the bus if you don't pick them up at the bus stop. Yeah. You know, if, if we don't pick people up at some point during the worship service, we're not going to be able to take them anywhere in the worship service. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're not if we're not trying to stop at a bus stop and get people on board, then that's and that's one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about. You know, we have there there is a certain segment of our of our body here that don't like to sing. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't like worship music. They don't like to sing out loud. They don't like mm-hmm. to sing around other people. And so, because of that, they they never really engage in the worship time because all we do is sing. Yeah. So, what do I need to do to engage them to bring them to bring them on board? Yeah. And so, so I've really been thinking a lot about that. I've been thinking about flow. So, back on back on the topic of flow, the more of these different elements, different styles of worship, and I'm not talking music styles talking different completely different styles mm-hmm. um that we throw in it's going to become a bigger challenge then to make it all flow smoothly right which ties into what we were saying last episode you know so so how do we take maybe different ideas like scripture and prayer and meditation and silence and singing and service mm-hmm. you know and, and 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 how do we combine that all into one worship element all in one morning um, without it feeling disjointed or discombobulated? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of liked what you were saying last episode where you were talking about, you know, these big ideas of, of you know, tying tying things together maybe you know musically with with like some kind of an underscore or or tying things together with with thematic elements um and and i i think the 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 problem the problem that there is and i think i mentioned it last episode is is you're always going to have people who you know don't necessarily connect and and so for some people um you know their preference is to just sing five or six songs like i was mentioning you know our, our church health team we we found out that people at laura would just want to sing you know like like they they don't want anything in between and so so you have that going on but then maybe you have um other people who who want to have something that logically ties it together and so you know i want i don't know my feeling is at some point you gotta just bite the bullet you know uh, you got to You got to just be able to say, "All right, look, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try it this way, um, and we're gonna do we're gonna do it this Sunday, and this is gonna be maybe not not as meaningful to some people, but don't worry because we're keeping it fresh, we're keeping it different, and so next week, you know, next week might be a little different, and next week might really connect with you. I, I don't know. I mean, is that is that too? Is that too crazy of an idea? No, I think that's I think that's healthy. 
I think it's healthy for the for the people, especially if you have that conversation. Right. I think it's healthy to to say, well, you know, most of the time we're meeting your worship style, but we're going to make a a strategic choice this weekend to try and meet another person's worship style. And so we're we're not going to do just music this weekend. We're going to have you know three scripture readings that you know that relate to the sermon and that that we want people to really to really uh to focus on and meditate on and yeah. and to to digest so that it's there and, when the pastor and gets up you to you know preach. you don't you don't want to necessarily cater you know to individual styles i mean that's not what this is about i think it's about meeting people and creating a flow of a service that that's going to feel unified and and it's not going to feel disjointed um you know, and, and for me, you know, for me, what really struck me, one of the guys on the church health team, you know, he, he said, he said something to the effect of uh, every, you know, every service should be um, unique enough or different enough where, where people look forward to it, you know, where, mm-hmm. where people come to church wondering, okay, you know, what, what's going to happen today? And if they miss church, they're bummed, you know, they're, right. like if they miss church, they're exactly. like, they're like, oh man, you know, I miss church. I wonder what they did today. I, I wonder, I wonder, you know, if it was, I wonder if it was like a, um, a mellow, you know, like mm-hmm. last week, um, I, 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 I posted on our blog how last, last Sunday, uh, it, it was just this very chilled coffee house type vibe. Uh, Dan Friesen, a guitar player at our church, led the service, basically just guitar, and I played a little piano in the background, and that was it. You know, it was totally different, and and um, also that Sunday, hardly anyone was there, you know. Uh, we, we were missing, like, you know, 120 people <laughs> uh, from our service. You know, normally we're at, like, 350, 360. You know, we had, like, we had, like, 220 last week, and and, and my hope, is that everyone is like who wasn't there is bummed out, you know, right. that they're like, they, they hear, Oh yeah. You know, last week did, did you, were you there? No, no, I missed it. Oh, bummer. It was so great. Da, da, da. Yeah. That, that should be happening every Sunday where it's different. It's changing is fresh, but yet it's still flowing and it's still connecting with other people. And that has happened around here, but it's been primarily based around the sermon time. Uh, like what is, what is Bob, what did Bob do this week that I missed? Did he show a funny video? Did he, did he share a funny story that I missed, you know, or was right, it just right, a really right. powerful sermon that, that I missed? And, and so, but it, you know, I'm not aware of much of that that's happened around the worship time. You know, what what did they do with with the worship that I I'm just going to be so upset that I missed? Yeah. You know, when was the last time we heard? Maybe a lot of our you know our listeners they hear that, and maybe we're just the only we're, we're, <laughs> the only ones that aren't, aren't experiencing that at this present time. But but that should that should be true. You know what I'm. Shouldn't it? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't it be true that the well, people and, who and miss not, actually feel like they missed something? Yeah, and and not. I don't think even just the music or just the message. I mean, again, I think the whole service. You know, to be able to be able to say, you know, like, like my hope is that people say, "Wow, you know, you missed a great service on Sunday." 
Um, why? What happened? Well, I don't know. I mean, the, you know, the music was kind of cool. It, you know, it was this really laid back coffee house, and and we had the speaker. You know, Dan Lockwood from Multnomah, and he was great. And you know, Kevin got up there, and blah blah. You know, like I, I wanted to be the whole service where where people are excited about what's happening from start to finish, and yeah. and and that's all about flow, and it's creating flows and. Well, the first, I think the first practical thing about flow is that it takes planning. Yeah. Yeah. You it's gotta, not something gotta you can work. just pull off on the weekend. You know, you can't just show up on the weekend with a few songs in your back pocket and then expect to have flow. That may be hard to hear <laughs> if you're not used to planning. But, uh, but I think, I think it's true. We have to, we have to sit and think through all the transitions if we're going to use different elements, we have to think through how we're going to get out of the element before, get into the element now, and get out of the element and back into another element. You know, we have to think through all those things so that I think that's that's one of the things that flow, that that uh, creates flow. One of the thing, one of the really simple practical things that uh, Paul Balash has talked about a couple times is as a transition to use to um to pray songs and to sing the psalms hmm. so when you're coming out you know if you're coming out of a out of a song a really powerful worship song and you just have a you know and a little extended music musical transition then to during that musical transition to pray part of the song you just sang hmm. you know or if you're if you are if you're wanting to to have a, a little bit longer of a musical transition to sing some of the psalms. So, of course, you either have to have a song that a psalm that you've picked out, or a psalm that you've memorized and internalized enough to that it w- that you can sing it, yeah, kind of yeah. ad lib sing it. And so, so that was that's one of the things that he uses that he talks about to create flow. But I think I think probably the biggest thing is just is planning and thinking and and sitting time you know taking time sitting down taking time to think through the entire service and how we're going to get in and out and right. connect everything. Together. And I, I think what people don't maybe always understand or realize is, is that you know as a worship leader you're you're not just up there on Sunday singing you're not just up there leading. I mean so much. Hopefully, you know, what we're doing is creating these elements and and creating this flow and having a service that maybe is unique and different um, and might connect with someone uh, differently than it would, you know, another time, so to speak. So what practical, do you have some practical advice that we might throw out there well i mean besides what you already mentioned you know uh planning and i i guess i would just reiterate again i think um i think making sure that that you're not just falling into a rut we talked about at the beginning how so many churches you can predict with 95 percent accuracy what they're going to be doing in their service and you know it becomes very you know much of formula and formulas aren't bad i mean formulas work but but keep in mind that that you know people are connecting in different ways and and so you find that and then you find a way to make it flow so like what you were sharing last episode David where where you have um 
a scripture that ties into what you just sang or what you're going to sing. You know, that's a really simple way to, to make a flow. And maybe for some people, they won't like it because they'll feel like it's breaking, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I was saying, there's people at Laurelwood who they just want to sing six songs all at once, you know? Or not all at once, but back to back. And, and, but an then, idea. But then, the, yeah, I know. All right, this, this half of the audience, you sing this song, and in the back, you're going to sing that song. And then over here, I want you to try this one. Oh, that takes me back. Oh. <laughs> did you do, were you ever in a church growing up where you did rounds? Oh, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there, there's there's some classic rounds. Um, oh, what's that one? Um, uh, I don't know. Just some really bad. Where the echoes, uh, I will call upon the Lord. <laughs> I will call upon the Lord. Yeah. Who? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of our salvation be yeah. exalted. You know what I found? People have a really hard time clapping on the backbeat. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was at a men's retreat a month ago, and I was trying to like. I, I was trying to uh, uh, I was trying to get them to clap on the backbeat. They just couldn't do it, um, and that's okay. Anyway, but yeah, so th- those those are those are some. I, I think, found a key for that, by the way. Oh, how do you do it? If they can hear the snare. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the it, it was almost a, always on. It was just backbeat. it was just me on the piano, so that wasn't very helpful. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> anyway. Yeah, all all I'm trying to say is that um, having having those kind of um, elements will will help and some people who maybe like to sing six songs back to back um you know there's gonna be a handful of people who who like having scripture that ties it together and you do those different things and you keep it different you keep it fresh um people people will stay stay engaged there there are a lot of options for us to use that that i think we just really don't tap into you know there's there's prose like the writing p-r-o-s-e um, we could write out something that that would be a transition between hmm. an element, you know, and that would take time. You'd want to write it well, and and read it well. We could do. We could use poetry. That's something that we could use as a as yeah. a transition. You know, if someone in your in your church is gifted at poetry, then then use some of their poetry, especially if it connects with this worship song or with a scripture or with the, with Psalms or, you know, the, the theme that you're talking about, use some poetry or, or, um, what were some of the other things I was thinking of? We have, um, you know, uh, taking a scripture like they used to, like, uh, Mrs. Gibby used to do a lot with the, or it wasn't Mrs. Gibby. They, they used them, but it was, what's his name? Arthur. Arthur's. Oh, Doctor Arthur's, Jeff he, Arthur's. Yeah, he would take a scripture and 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 write it in a in like a reader's theater kind of a style, hmm. you know. And the, I just remember so many of those just were so powerful the way that they and they worked on them, and it wasn't anything fancy that you know it wasn't a big drama that that people were working on you know for months and months, but but they they worked on them and they just they just were they just made the word come alive, you yeah. know. Yeah. And um. You know, so there are so many options that are really out that are available to us. There are videos. There are tons of cheap, you know, fifteen or twenty dollar videos that you can get through Worship House Media. I think is the best resource because they actually have quality control. 
sermonspice.com has a lot, but they don't have much quality control. Mm. They just pretty much let anything go. But but if you go to worshiphousemedia.com, there are tons of worship videos, scripture videos that we can use. What That's one of the things I think uh, that is just starting to get tapped into is the creativity that exists with a video. Mm. You know, right now... Primarily, what we use it for is is, uh, is videotaping somebody's testimony and getting it, you know, in in the certain amount of time and 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 the powerful way that we want it to come across and stuff like that. And for the most part, that's all all the in house videos we do is that. But I think there's just I think there's an untapped potential in video that we can use for worship. So you know, just thinking outside the box, and I think we need to challenge ourselves to. To maybe you know every week to incorporate one thing that's not music, yeah. One thing that we can that we can use to try and connect with a different group of people, and to do it in a way that flows and and a way that that connects with everything around it and with the sermon and and whatnot. But but I think we just need to challenge ourselves and commit ourselves to to doing it, like and and. You know the the big the biggest thing is it takes work yeah. and and like we were saying at the very beginning of this episode, I mean we're we're convicted because you know the, these things take work and and you know I, I've been I've been trying I've been working on them and and uh, and I still got work to do. Well, I haven't. I mean, I think about them. <laughs> I think about it a lot, but I haven't actually been working at it. Yeah. So, so I'm going to work on it. Well, hey, good. We'll, we'll have to check in in a couple of weeks and, yeah, and see, see if we've been challenged. And if you want to join in on this conversation, if you want to, maybe you've been challenged by this, and or maybe you want to uh, weigh in on on your uh, on your service flow, how you keep things moving, how you keep things interesting, maybe creative things that you've done. You can join in on the conversation. Uh, you can. Uh, write comments about this particular episode, go to worshipministrycatalyst.com or share with us just personally via email. You can email me, Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com or David at worshipministrycatalyst.com and uh, you can keep the discussion going on our blogs, on our forums, and most importantly, our social networking site. Most importantly? Most important. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the most important thing of all. Worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com that's, that's the place to be at, man. Thank you so much for listening. We hope to hear from you soon, and uh, you will be hearing from us soon in that's another episode of Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast. That's right. Talk to you later. Bye.